This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Has Elon Musk stepped down yet as the CEO of Twitter? (laughs) The people have spoken. What is going on? If you're not aware, Elon posted a poll on Twitter on the weekend, said, should I step down as the head of Twitter? I will abide by the results of this poll. He let the poll play out. 57.5% of people, strong majority, said yes, he should step down as the head of Twitter. So he's is he doing it? Because it's a thing. I saw him go. Okay, I will abide by this if the if the vote goes one way or the other. And then after the vote, he was talking about, oh, maybe I should only let the blue check mark people vote. Yeah. <laughs> but this is like. And by the way, if he loses too, he's not going to sell Twitter. He's just going to not. He's not going to be it. the guy who. Who's, he's still going to run it though. He's still in charge. Yeah. He'll still be the owner of Twitter. He uh, posted, "Be careful what you wish." As results came in, you might get it. He also said, no one wants the job who can actually keep Twitter alive. There's no successor. Is there, can anybody really run something like that? Like, it's a mess no matter what happens, I feel. There's so much, it's so many moving parts. Well, I just feel like if uh, Elon just uh, took a little step back with the tweeting, he'd be doing a much better job. Step one, Relax, he's tweeting like 25 times a day. And anyone who's doing that is, I don't know if you've heard uh, how social media works, but anything you say, people are going to disagree with. Yeah. So if you dial that back, already step in the right direction. Sure. But if the end goal is to get more traffic, if he continues to tweet, it stirs the pot and it gets people going and it it is bringing traffic. That is a strategy, Jim. (laughs) It's one (laughs) of many. It's a strategy. But what was he thinking? The majority of people obviously are going to say step down just to see if he does it, whether they want him to uh-huh. or not. It's like, okay, if we posted the same poll, everyone would probably say, we'd probably get be like 89% to 99% <laughs> yeah. of people would say, yeah, go ahead and quit your jobs, guys. Yeah. And that's why we haven't posted said <laughs> poll. And we will not be posting that poll. <laughs> yeah, we don't want the results. <laughs> you are free to comment, though, and voice your opinion anytime. You can call, text. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can let us know what you think. We're just not quitting our jobs because you told us to. I don't think Elon is either. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Five more sleeps until Christmas morning. And I, I'm feeling a lot better about the situation now because yesterday I I went to the Walmart and I just went wild. Crossed a lot of things off the list? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, nice. L- just little stuff. It's so handy when you go to one spot and just like bang a bunch out. Yeah. Whether you, it's the mall or Walmart. You, you obviously have the, the big ticket items that people have asked for, but then you got to fill out under the tree. Yeah. With little stuff. And I'll buy like a box of cereal, you know. For to my, put under the tree? For my kids. It's, it's the cereal we don't feed them all year. I'll get them like, uh, well, I, I'm assuming my son's sleeping right now. Sure, sure. A Minecraft cereal. You say what? <laughs> yeah. 
Looks like Lego blocks or what? That kid is going to go crazy huh. when he sees it and then when he eats it because it's got <laughs> sugary marshmallows in it. Yeah. Next level. Hmm. <laughs> oh, maybe that's what it, all the marshmallows are the things from Minecraft. Is that what it is? Like a Lucky Charms thing? Uh, green. I don't like a know. Pickaxe was, would be one of the marshmallows or something like that? No, it's like the green. Uh, I think they're the bad guys. Creepers, I think okay. they're called. Never played it. Yeah, me neither. Yeah. It would be weird if you were playing Minecraft, Jim. Would it be? I guess, it, well, it's not just for kids, is it? I think it's more for kids than well, not. I've seen some people make some pretty elaborate things, like they'll recreate the entire Hogwarts castle, so those have to be adults doing True. it. True, it's kind of like Lego, like a virtual Lego, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. All I right, so. I take it back. But there is, And something- I now know what I'm getting you for Christmas, <laughs> a box of Minecraft cereal. There is something to Christmas cereals, because I was going through the, the aisles the other day, and I was like, Going through, went past the aisle of cereal, and I said to myself, I am getting a good box of cereal over Christmas, and that is my treat to myself. Yes! Honeycombs or something. Honeycombs taste different now, so maybe not honeycombs, but something. No, no, they went back to the original oh recipe. My, it's a Christmas miracle! Because honeycombs is... My my stepdad will buy honeycombs for the uh, the family every Christmas. Around Christmas, too. Yeah. There's something to that. It's like a tradition. The yeah. sweet cereal. We don't get it the rest of the year, but uh-huh. Christmas time... Pour a little Baileys in there on Christmas morning. <laughs> the mid-afternoon Christmas sugar crash. Oh yeah, is, it's part of the routine. Uh huh. You're eating chocolate, you know, a Terry's chocolate orange. Sure, yeah. Bowl of honeycomb. <laughs> And you never, Baileys and you coffee. never take a normal bowl, too. When you got the Christmas cereal, you take the popcorn bowl. You take the one step up. Or you're going back for seconds. Yeah. Yeah, it is. That's a, it's a fun little uh, Christmas tradition. I'm glad mm-hmm. to hear you have a similar one. Sweet cereal on Christmas. Absolutely. The Taz and Jim Podcast. We need to talk to somebody who's seen this Avatar movie. Because hmm. this, is, this is nuts. The movie's three hours and 20 minutes long. Mm-hmm. Plus, it's called... The way of water. So you got to think if if you drink a large soda pop from the uh, the concession stand, and you're watching uh, highly realistic 3D renderings of mm. water splashing around, and uh, your bladder is going to have a tough time making it through the whole thing. True, true. There's actually a number of lists online that uh, give out the best times to take a bathroom break during the movie so you won't miss anything. Yes, they've done this uh, they did this during Endgame and uh, Infinity Wars with Marvel too. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. Or you can go the adult diaper route. No shame yeah, in that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we're all mature here. We all know we want to see the movie. Can I make it through Avatar 2 without going to the bathroom? Depends. <laughs> <laughs> well, now it's been revealed that James Cameron already well, they filmed the third Avatar at the same time, apparently. And the cut of Avatar 3 that James Cameron has put together thus far is nine hours long. Okay, you're going to have to swap out Depends halfway through that one. And Disney apparently wants him to finish all the special effects on the nine-hour version of the movie before they make any cuts to what? it. That is impossible to do. It doesn't sound cost efficient. Now, as we've talked about before, the first Avatar plot wasn't too complicated. I'm not sure how they can extend it one into three movies, 
but three movies with a combined runtime of 17 hours. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Like, how could it possibly make sense if you had to cut down a nine-hour movie to three hours? Like, it's something we learn in radio school. It's like, if the interview has to be three minutes when it goes to air, make it three minutes. Because if you make it nine minutes, yeah. it's not going to make sense when you cut all the crap in the middle out. It's called trimming the fat for a reason. Yeah, that's you're trimming the meat here. Maybe they're thinking if the Avatar movie doesn't live up to expectations, the, the sequel that's in theaters now they would release it on disney plus as a tv series it's so expensive it's yeah you you can't it'd be a billion dollars down the drain you have to make (laughs) that money up as of right now uh, avatar 3 is nine hours long Mm. that's a catheter for that one We are playing the fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la game, and our contestant is Mike. How you doing, Mike? Good. How you guys doing? We're good. Uh, the game is simple. We are going to call a business. We're going to call a gas station here. And you have to guess whether or not the, the person on the other end of the phone, when we bombard them with deck the halls with boughs of holly, is going to lose control and sing fa la 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 back at us. What right. do you think, Mike? I am going to believe in the magic of Christmas. Wow. And I will say yes. Wow. Okay, sometimes we got to work for these, but uh, <laughs> but you're going yes out of the right. gate. I like it. Optimistic. Yeah. Um, special guest uh, Christmas Carol helping us out <laughs> on this one. Let's... Make the call. Well, this is Rockingham. How may I help you? Hello. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It's Carol. How's it going? Good. Jack the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> uh, is gas... Why is it so cheap? I don't know. I'm just happy it's gone down. Yeah, me too. We've got a gift exchange at work, and I'm thinking of giving the gift of gas. Okay. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> so I, I'm thinking I'm going to bring... I did some baking. I always do holiday baking, and I, I, I'm going to dump out all the cookies from the Tupperwares. And I okay. was hoping to bring them down there and, and fill them up with gas for my coworkers. As in, like gas cards, you mean? No, in the, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them Tupperwares full of gas. I definitely wouldn't recommend that. Deck the halls with boughs of holly. <laughs> Deck the halls with boughs of holly. La 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 la. Yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> It's Taz and Jim calling. We're, we're live on the radio, so watch what you say. Okay. And we're playing a game called the Fa-la-la-la-la game, and we wanted to see if you would sing Fa-la-la-la-la-la-la-la for us, and you did it. Okay. <laughs> and thank you for keeping people safe out there. You're right. That is a bad idea. Do not <laughs> fill Tupperware containers with gas this holiday season, no matter well, how cheap it is. Yeah. Well, you have a, a, a great Christmas, and we appreciate your time this morning, okay? Uh, same to you, and no worries. <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. Have a good day. 
Mike, you made the correct call. Nice. You know how it works. Before we let you go, deck the halls with boughs of holly. Podcast. Hey, this is a, an interesting way to spread Christmas cheer. I, we like to do our part, you know, with uh, toy drives, raising money for the community around Christmas time. But I never thought about getting the police involved and giving out hams ver- during traffic stops. Hams? This happened in Toronto, not Toronto, Ontario, Toronto, Ohio. I didn't realize there was one. Hmm. Hello to everyone in Toronto, Ohio. <laughs> Um, the Toronto, Ohio police department was pulling people over for traffic stops and giving them Christmas hams. <laughs> That's a nice little gesture. That's interesting yet terrifying. One of the officers says, this was a lot of fun. I went up to these cars and people, they were scared they were getting stopped and very concerned. And every single person eventually had a smile on their face. It brought a little Christmas cheer. Yeah, obviously they they were not initially excited. They were getting pulled over by the police. Yeah, they were relieved. And then the ham came out, and they're like, "Okay, this is weird, but it's better than getting a ticket." Yeah, well, it's yeah, you're really you're really putting them on an emotional roller coaster. Like if it was a <laughs> uh, a ride program set up where you you know you're driving through yeah. and they're ham handing hams through the window. But like, what if a guy was actually breaking the law and he was like desperate, and a cop comes, you know, maybe he's armed or something like that? Cocaine like, mule? Sure, he's he's in Ohio. He's just about to cross the border, you know, <laughs> into Canada. Yeah, could have gone, could have gone bad. It didn't. No, no, no. Luckily, everyone got their hams and they were very excited about it. But yeah, you bring up the uh, the ride program or the impaired drivers. Imagine you were high as a kite driving your car. And you see the cherries mm-hmm. in your rearview mirror. You pull over. You're like, oh, I, I'm so high right now. I'm in big trouble. And the cop walks up to the window. License and registration. You pass it over. Thank you, sir. Gives you your driver's license back and then pulls out a giant ham. And then you'd be like, honestly, officer, I am impaired. I knew I was high, but I didn't know I was this high. <laughs> Please take me. me to jail. <laughs> you got me. <laughs> You are freaking me out right now. (laughs) This ticket looks like a ham to me right now. Or you'd get home. It would be the the most scared you could be, followed by the most excited you could be because you're now high and you've got a ham. (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. Happy Hanukkah to all those who celebrate. Got to say, one of my, uh, my favorite newer Hanukkah traditions has got to be the Hanukkah sessions Dave Grohl and Greg Kirsten uh, put together. They uh, perform with different famous Jewish people, mm-hmm. uh, covers of uh, songs, a lot of uh, songs that were originally recorded by Jewish artists, and they're on night two. Well, today will be night three. They'll release another video today. But I want to go back to night one of the Hanukkah sessions with Kirsten and Grohl and see if you could identify the vocalist here. Okay. Which celebrity voice is this, Jim? What goes up must come down. Spinning wheel got to go round. Talk about your trouble. 
I'll give you a clue. Okay. Jewish. I'll give you another clue. Hollywood writer director. Rob Reiner. No, no, good guess, good guess. I'll give you another clue. Funny people. Oh, okay. Uh, a guy who did Knocked Up. I can't think of his name right Judd now. Apatow, Judd Apatow, you got Apatow. it. Wow. He's, he's doing pretty good here. Pretty good considering he's not a musician. I love the song choice, too. If I was going to do a, a song, I think I'd want something with the horn section. That's Absolutely. Especially around the holidays. Night two, they had Pink performing one of her songs with the guys. And what will night three bring? It's the magic of the Hanukkah session. Come on, Larry David, please. <laughs> Get rid of that peacock. You want to see your peacock? Cock, cock. I want to see your peacock. Cock, cock. Your peacock. You want to see your peacock? Cock, cock. I want to see your peacock. Peacock, cock, cock. Your peacock, cock, cock. Your peacock, cock, cock. Your peacock, cock, cock. Taking a look at sports with Devin Peacock. He's our sports guy. And- a lesson in honesty during an NHL game last night, Dev. Yeah, uh, I would not have done this. I'm just going to say this full stop before I were in Kale McCarr's skates. But there was a moment in last night's game between the Islanders and the Avalanche where Kale McCarr goes behind the net. He's chased by Matthew Barzal. And it looks as though for a moment Barzal uh, trips McCarr. So the referee who is behind puts his hand up to indicate that there's a penalty against against the Islanders, Makar looks at the referee and kind of like shook his head and, and, and waved his hand, no, I wasn't tripped, there's no penalty. So the referee takes a bit, a beat, puts his arm down, and the play continues. Fans start to boo. <laughs> After the game, everyone asked him, like, what happened there? And he said, well, there wasn't a penalty. It didn't happen. It didn't feel right, which you never see in sports where you get an advantage and you wave it off. So he was tripped up on his own. And he just he... slipped himself. Okay. Hmm. Really going for that Lady Bing trophy, eh? <laughs> he is. I mean, I'm not even going to say good on him because it is. I'd take that call any day of the week. I was playing soccer last night and the other goalie, it went off him and went out. So it's a corner kick. But the ref was like, goal kick. And the goalie was like, nah, it's a corner kick. And I thought to myself, I wouldn't do that. (laughs) I would let it be a goal kick. Well, here's the question. It's one thing to do it in a game in December. Do you do it in the playoffs? No. You can't. I wouldn't do it in a game in December. How do you think his teammates uh, reacted? when? Uh, hey, way to be an honest guy. Or they're like, you idiot. <laughs> well, I think I think also there's something to be said about laying the groundwork for a good relationship between him and the refs. If you right. if you give the refs like uh, you know, hey, there's that, then they'll give you the next one when you when you need it. Yes, like you said, you do a couple of these during the regular season, and then when you get a a call that's incorrect in the playoffs, they're gonna believe you. Yeah. It's like the opposite of the boy who cried wolf. Mm-hmm. It, it sets him up to be the ultimate diver to take the biggest <laughs> dive. <laughs> I like his strategy. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> Kudos to Makar. Hey, he may be on to something here. But a good lesson to all the kids out there. Tell the truth. Always, kids. Unless it's the playoffs. (laughs) (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. Tragic story out of Vaughan, Ontario. Sunday, there was a shooting at a condo building. We want to extend our condolences to 
anyone who is is dealing with the aftermath of this, uh, the families, the friends of the victims, that entire community has got to be absolutely rattled. But uh, York Regional Police have confirmed that the shooter was a 73-year-old man, and he was killed by a police officer during an interaction on Sunday after he went on a rampage and killed five people inside the condo building where he lived and also injured a sixth victim. A 66-year-old woman was seriously injured and remains in hospital right now. But did you see the alleged motive behind the the shooting, Jim? Well, I saw that a good percentage of the victims were on the condo board, and yeah. I assume that that, that must not be a coincidence. Yeah, the uh, the shooter posted a, a bunch of rambling messages on social media. We're not going to play them on the radio, but uh, they are available online if you if you're looking for that stuff. Um, and he was involved in a lawsuit against the condo board. Uh, of the building he lived in. He had uh, some issues, something to do with the electrical room that was under his apartment. And there was a, he was supposed to be in court yesterday for this issue. Mm-hmm. But Sunday night, he decided to take matters into his own hands. And he, uh, as, as far as uh, all signs point, he thought that he was wronged and that the only way he could get uh, justice was to go on a shooting rampage. And yeah, it was members of the condo board, some of their family members, and it's just <laughs> unbelievable. These people are, are volunteers. You yeah. Know? Hey, well, they're I, in their home, you know? I've never, I've never lived in a condo building that had a condo board. All I know is like movies and TV shows, you know, and I'm not trying to uh, make light of this, but the, the show Only Murders in the Building, it takes place in like a condo in New York, and uh-huh. they a lot of the scenes are at condo board meetings, and it does seem like people, everyone's complaining at the condo board meeting. Yeah. No one ever shows up just to say, hey, guys, thanks for volunteering your time to make sure yeah. that things keep running smoothly. Whoever's salt in the walkway, great job. Never. No, it's never that stuff. No. It's like, what's with the, the lighting in this area, or it's too cold, or you know, why is this the price of this going up? Yeah. It gets contentious. I don't understand. (laughs) Well, there's true. There's like real contentious issues, but then when you add that to mental health issues, like you've seen Better Call Saul, right? And his brother like thinks that electricity is attacking him, like the phantom electricity. That's what this guy thinks was happening. He he said like the electric room is is killing me, and like I'm I'm just burning my skin and stuff like that. So he was. So his complaints, they're not real. Not based in reality. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, scary. Listen, it's a thankless job to begin with. And then, you know, for just because you're trying to do something nice for for your building, for your community, um, no one would have ever expected this would be the end result of that. And it's got to be it's got to be a very tough thing for anyone who lived in that building or Mm -hmm. that community to, to deal with. I don't know how you can go back in there. To your home, like mm-hmm. you said, after something like this happens. I wanna see you peacock, cock, cock, you peacock, Time for sports. Here's our sports peacock, guy, Devin Peacock. Monday peacock, night football in the NFL last night. The Green Bay Packers had a big win. 
And the Detroit Lions had a win without even playing a football game. How's that possible, Yeah, Jeff? it was a great night for the Detroit Lions. They own the L.A. Rams' first-round pick. And so with every loss of the Rams, the Lions win because oh. uh, the Lions are in like a, a really nice situation right now where they're making a playoff run. They're on the cusp of making the playoffs, but they also right now, if we were going to have the NFL draft, they would have a top five pick. The Rams pick that they traded to Detroit to get Matthew Stafford right now would be the fourth overall pick in the NFL draft coming up. So the Detroit Lions had a vested interest in last night's game, and they have a vested interest in every single Rams game right now because the more the Rams lose, the better off the Lions will be well congratulations to Packers fans Aaron Rodgers uh, I guess he's still got it I think one of the reasons he's playing so well did you guys see this story Aaron Rodgers recently was talking to his pal Pat McAfee again oh boy and he went a little more into his psychedelic drug use (laughs) says that they cured his fear of death his ayahuasca trips Jim Mm -hmm. have Cured his fear of death. Of course, he already had an ego death while he was tripping, I'm sure. And he's he's overcome that. That's amazing. Quote, I think when you've seen the other side, it makes the idea of death more of a passage and less of an ending. More of just kind of the next chapter of life. The veil between the seen world and the unseen world is what ayahuasca helps you see. Sounds like a damn dirty hippie to me. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> this is what you need, Taz. You're always scared to death. You're, anytime well, I'm not t- scared. I'm uh, fascinated with every the fact t- we're all going to die. Every time midnight rolls around and me and Taz have a few beers in him, he's like, so we're all going to die, eh? And I'm like, whoa, I was having a good time. Was. Uh, past the ayahuasca. <laughs> but it sounds like it sounds like if I did this, uh, went on one of these trips, it might make, make it worse. Yeah, at midnight now you're like, did you know that death isn't the end? It's actually a beginning? Oh, God. Hey, let's... <laughs> Let's talk about our passage into the unseen world, guys. <laughs> well, good for Aaron Rodgers. If it's working for Aaron Rodgers, it's working for him. He's won nine straight games on Monday Night Football right now. Maybe it's helping him with uh, process uh, impending death, but it's definitely helping him win games on Monday night. The Taz and Jim Podcast. A woman has been arrested after breaking into Robert De Niro's home trying to steal his Christmas gifts. <laughs> You got a real Grinch situation real. at Bobby De Niro's house. So this went down Monday morning, early hours. Robert De Niro has a Manhattan townhouse. According to the police department, they discovered the woman in De Niro's living room attempting to steal his Christmas presents from under his tree. <laughs> The woman was identified as Shanice Aviles, and she was seen entering De Niro's rental home through a basement door, which had signs of forced entry. Robert De Niro was there Hmm. at the time of break-in, but did not have a confrontation with the thief. I think... She woke him up and he called the cops. Yeah, well, okay, it sounds like she jimmied the door, so she she did legitimately break in. You'd think he would have a security system that would go off. Like You have a place in Manhattan, it's probably worth millions. Now, it was a rental. He's renting there. Okay. I, don't know if, I don't know if it's his permanent residence. Maybe he's doing work to his 
But he's living there right now. Uh, I wonder if she knew it was Robert De Niro's place or it was just a happy (laughs) accident. Imagine you didn't. (laughs) And you're (laughs) stuffing that sack full of presents and you turn around and the guy from Goodfellas is standing behind (laughs) you. (laughs) Luckily, he's he's a little older, but imagine him in his raging bull days. Oh, God. (laughs) I've got nipples. Can you milk me, Greg? (laughs) Yeah, maybe he thought it was Joe Pesci. You know, <laughs> one of the wet bandits. That's right, Joe sure. Pesci. Uh, he's been known to do this sort of thing around the holidays. <laughs> so, <laughs> the, the the thief is lucky. Joe Pesci wasn't sleeping on the couch. Oh, that's a guy. Even if he's seventy, right? He'll shank you. He'll get a pen, a ballpoint <laughs> pen, yeah. or a baseball bat. Sure. And it's not going to end well. You'll be in a trunk before you know it. So the woman has been arrested. Robert De Niro, I'm sure, is going to reinforce that door (laughs) after a woman tried to steal his Christmas presents.